0: The Pat Kenny Show. With Aviva Insurance. On News Talk. Green Scene. On The Pat Kenny Show. With AIB. Working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future. We pledge to do more.
1: Now in the green scene today how climate change is costing the world 15 million euro every hour in weather related damage but first something a little more pleasant dealing with indoor air pollution with plants house plants
0: house plants well maybe. we're joined
1: by Ruth Freeman by the way who is director of science for society at Science Foundation Ireland Ruth good morning good
0: morning pat well maybe i think is the answer so, so this you know what, indoor air pollution is something we need to think about often our indoor air can be more polluted than our outdoor air in some parts of the world, it can be five to ten times more polluted than the air. People say oh, you're
1: talking about burning turf or coal in an open fire. It's not just that. It's
0: not just that. No, and it can be loads of different things. I mean it can be, uh, you know, traffic fumes if you live by a road, but it can also be mould in the house. It can be pollutants that we're adding ourselves by burning candles or spraying chemicals around the house. And, And if you can smell it, it probably means it's an air pollutant and it's probably not doing you any good because all of these things floating around can impact on our health, so there's loads of studies which show. I mean, one end could just be getting a headache from something that doesn't smell very, very nice in your house, but you could actually feel nauseous, and it actually can contribute to increased risks for things like cancer and asthma. So, air, air, air. Quality inside your house is something to be interested in. And back in the late 80s, NASA did a very influential study, which is where this whole idea that plants can clean your air come from. So they found that plants could remove volatile organic compounds so things like formaldehyde benzene from the air. But of course, as that study was followed up, because what they did was they put lots of plants in a sealed air chamber and they looked at the quality of the, of the air. But studies that followed up looked at what would happen in a real house and they found you'd probably need almost 700 <laughs> plants in your house okay. to get the same kind of impact. And new research this week, which came from the University of Technology in Sydney and a plantscaping company, and there is a little bit of a warning there, this is a company that sells you plants for your house, they found that plants could also clear gasoline and petrol fumes Now, unfortunately, they used the same methodology, which was they did use a wall of plants. So, you know, sometimes you see in offices Mm. these decorative walls of plants that have possibly hundreds of plants in them. So the more plants you put in, better effect you will have but it's probably still unrealistic for most Mm. of us. Now they might genetically
1: engineer plants so to do a better job.
0: Well in fact guess what they already are Pat so scientists are working on plants they're adding in genes they're calling it a kind of a green liver gene it comes from mammals so rabbits they take it from here these genes can process things like chloroform benzene petrol fumes and there's a company called Neoplants and they have developed a commercially available plant and actually interestingly it's the plant but it's also the microbes in the soil that help to do this. Uh, now unfortunately that plant at the moment it'll cost you about $150 for one okay. so it's quite an expensive solution. You might be better off with a good HEPA filter yeah. for now. But you know what? In future perhaps they may be able to get them mm. so that they, they can really clean our air.
1: And then there are plants that we might have in our homes already. Aloe vera, the spider plant, the snake plant, uh, the peace yeah. lily
0: all do a bit of a job. They do. I mean look, look, they're going to have a small effect, but there's not going to do any harm and there's probably other benefits to having the plants around you anyway. Now, the next thing is about the cost
1: of the climate crisis in extreme weather damage, estimated to be at 15 million an hour.
0: An hour. So this is, again, a complex area. And we know that there has been a huge increase in the reported losses from extreme weather. But of course, that could be due to lots of different things. So we have more people living in cities now. We have more complex infrastructure. You know, we have... uh, better reporting of what happens during a disaster. So when we see these increased costs, do we know that climate change is really part of the issue?
1: You're going to have storms anyway uh, pre-climate change. Absolutely. Now you've got extra storms and more stormy storms. Uh, So it's trying to figure out how much extra Exactly. is the climate crisis costing? I
0: mean, we have more people, so more people are are, are impacted as well. So there's lots of different factors. But, but this study, it's a new study that was published in Nature Communications from researchers in New Zealand. And they did look at this area of attribution. And I mean, in simple terms, what they do is they look at an extreme weather event and the conditions, the weather conditions that were happening at the time. And they go back in all records and they say, when we had the same weather conditions many, many times before the industrial era, did we have the same force of storm and if the answer is no if the only difference is that increased temperature at the time they attribute that to to climate change so they went back and looked at a big database of nearly 200 events where many people died or a country needed assistance or and they, they tried to look at the cost and they found the, the costs are eye-watering. So as you said, it's 136 billion a year. That adds up to nearly 3 trillion since the start of the decade. Um So, so really, and of course, the number of people affected, I mean, this calculates in the lives lost. So they do use the yeah, actuarial and, and they, number. they have a
1: value for a life lost. What, yeah, which what is, is
0: 6.5 six million, which is what US and UK actuaries use for that. Um and again, the really challenging thing here is obviously there's 1.2 billion people impacted here. So the human cost is, of course, huge. I mean, this is a financial cost. But but this is likely to be a huge underestimate as well, because they weren't able to take into account lives lost with heat in southern Africa, for example. Sure. We still don't know that. The impact on crops, the impact of sea level rise. But it might be one of the things we need to start to think about when it comes to loss mm. and damage and reparations. And I think it also kind of brings into acute focus the cost of not doing things. Yeah,
1: and then you've got a situation like in the heat waves in uh, Paris a few years ago where older people without air conditioning were dying and expending energy on air conditioning might have saved their lives.
0: Absolutely. So absolutely. there's that
1: energy versus money versus... Yeah,
0: and, and look, finances are going to be part of solving the the, the climate issue. So we, we need to look at the costs on both sides of the equation. Mm-hmm.
1: Are we still subsidising fossil fuel
0: companies? We are. Um, at the moment, we're giving about six and a half trillion is given to the fossil fuel industry. And that really, you know, you know the figure here, hundred billion a year, is dwarfed by that. So uh, we need to start thinking about rebalancing those scales.
1: Oh, Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland, uh, thank you very much. Green scene
0: on the Pat Kenny Show with AIB working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future. We pledge to do more.